Bitcoin Group, the American original. For over the last 10 seconds, the sharpest Satoshis, the best Bitcoins, the hardest cryptocurrency talk. We'd like to welcome our panelists, Stefan Kinsella from the Open Crypto Alliance. Hello. Joshua Shigala from thestandard.io. Bring it on. <laughs> Dan Eve, the Crypto Raptor. Dan Eve reporting live. And I'm Thomas Hunt from the World Crypto Network. Moving on to issue one. Issue one, crypto price prediction. Bitcoin could be about to soar to $100,000 and Ethereum to 5K. The price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has jumped today with Cardano making a huge leap higher, even after Coinbase revealed an Ethereum surprise last week. The Bitcoin price remains off the closely watched and large round number $50,000 level, but Ethereum has climbed back over the $3,000 mark. Cardano and Solana are also making double-digit gains as almost any cryptocurrency you throw a dart at is up today. Stefan Kinsella, is the bull market oh is the bear market over? Is it nothing but bulls from here on uh, out? In the long run, of course, yes. Uh, in the short run, who knows? Um, I think so, but uh, you cannot predict the market. Uh, I went to the Business Insider longer version of the interview that this article cites. Had to pay a dollar fifty to get that, so. Uh, it wasn't really worth it. <laughs> it's, it looks like just her hunches. Uh, her reasoning just seems to be that um, um, there are different waves of adoption that are going to come online because more and more people are going to get interested in it, which was always the, which was always the plan for adoption. So it does look to me solid. It's rebounded from, from that low. Uh, whether it's going to hit 100,000 by the end of next year, that seemed to me a pretty cautious, conservative estimate saying it's going to be 100,000 by the end of 2022. Josh Shigala, $100,000 by next year. Uh, it's so funny that these people come out of the woodwork and then just pull a number out of their ass. Like, I, you know what? I, I do think there's a, there's a case here for, for Ethereum. Oh, it's going to be hard on this panel. Jeepers, creepers. But this London thing is, is definitely, uh, there's, some, there's some very, very, it's a very, very interesting game theoretical move that they've made that, to burn all fees <laughs> on the on the network uh like in the first 10 days it was like 140 million dollars worth of ethereum got just disappeared got burnt and uh and because you, you don't give it to miners uh, you don't give it to anyone you give it to everyone um that's basically what happens because you don't give it to no one you give it to everyone and 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 it's like a, it's a step towards like the whole proof of stake thing, but while it, it enables miners to continue mining while we're still in that phase, because hey, you know, you don't actually get it at that moment, but you get it through in, through deflation. So it's kind, but you have to hold your coins a little bit longer to realize that deflation, and so it's this sort of it's this sort of strange game theoretical move that they've made to head towards that whole proof of stake thing. Now, let's see if it wor works. I mean, uh, what I love most about this whole thing is that you can have, uh, you know, uh, economic experimentation without gulags. So, um, you know, bring it on.
$140 million burnt. That reminds me of the time Vitalik donated all those Shiba Inu to COVID research. Dan, Eve, your thoughts on the price of Bitcoin and I guess Ethereum. Well, I think that, that article made me laugh because it was like, oh, Ethereum and, and uh, Cardano are up. Maybe Bitcoin will follow. No, Bitcoin Bitcoin is the leader. Like Cardano's just got a mini pump because they're putting in smart contracts and like, you know, it, it, like Tron, Tron has smart contracts that, you know, the, the, the market didn't didn't really care whether it dumps after the smart contracts, whatever, go live on September the 12th. It's still, still quite a way away. Um, but ultimately, you know, things are following, I believe. I'm a believer, the stock to flow stuff. It does, it just does seem, you know, you plot those little dots on the graph and they look all pretty and there's rainbow colors and stuff like that. And and uh, and it does seem like, you know, Bitcoin's due for a massive leg up. Um, it, it does seem very 2017-y, the sort of, you know, we had the, the mini pump uh, up to sort of May and then things kind of got a bit slow and then they started to kick off again um, uh, before the mega run in, in December. So I don't know, I think, uh, the, you know, people can pull figures out from it from anywhere, but anything is possible like anything is possible like when when in 2017 like even even when it was a thousand dollars we were like you know the, the march etf was almost there and there was all that excitement you know no one would have called three thousand like it was like oh this crazy person saying three thousand dollars and then it was twenty thousand nearly by the end of the year and you know it's it's peaked at what 64 or something so I think I, I actually I'm behind. I'm now more behind the people pulling uh, pulling figures out of their ass than I am the, the the sensible people because that Bitcoin seems to go the crazy way, and I'm happy to follow it going going in in crazy land. Uh, but I, I can't. We've got Anna. Whenever anyone says it, I know I know I probably shouldn't think back to this. And I the internet said it's it's bad. You should always not not specific. Not that I did some sort of uh, like therapy group on it or anything. But that, I think back to that tweet where. Uh, like Charles Hoskins was trying to get through to someone like on support and they, and they said, Hey, you open a ticket. And he was like, do you know who I am? <laughs> so I can't take Cardano seriously because of that. Um, although my mum will kill me because she asked me when it went down to a dollar, should she buy some? And I was like, nah, so uh, sorry, man. Well, you can use any altcoin you want. They all seem to go up sometimes. Uh, moving on first, uh, let's give an audience check. There's about 12 people watching us on YouTube. Everyone should give us a thumbs up right now and say hello in the chat. We want your response to the price question as well. Uh, there's about six people left on Twitter. We start out strong with 13. Uh, so hit that retweet button. If you're out there, there's one person watching us on Twitch. So shout out to our lone Twitch viewer. You're the only one. So if you want to comment, you'll be the only comment. Uh, but now it's time for the exit question where you compete against the predictor of predictors, prognosticator of prognosticators, the magic Bitcoin eight ball, Stefan Kinsella, the price of Bitcoin this time next week, higher or lower? Higher. Josh Agala. Do you know who I am? Higher, baby. <laughs> Dan Eve. The only way is up. And now the ball itself will shake the ball. Will the price be higher this time next week? My sources say no. My sources say no. The ball has spoken and the ball disagrees with you. Moving on to issue two, also about a ball, a basketball. Cade Cunningham partners with BlockFi and will be paid his sign-on bonus 
in Bitcoin. The number one draft pick in the National Basketball Association, Cade Cunningham, has partnered with BlockFi. Yes, he'll be receiving his bonus in Bitcoin. He said he's not just buying Bitcoin, but earning it. He'll be giving, doing giveaways, promotions, and other services for the company to help him earn more Bitcoin. Josh Shigala, a co former college player, now becoming an NBA player, the number one pick in the draft, has just chosen Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's uh, it's it's the best thing you can take right now. In fact, you know this whole industry is absolutely booming. And uh, it's funny to see the U.S. Uh, trying to crush the la one of the last booming industries with these ridiculous regulations. But um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really great to see uh, people wanting to be paid in Bitcoin. Um, you know, that's a really great way of getting Bitcoin at cost without slippage. Um, if uh, <laughs> you know, if uh, if they're getting paid. Uh, so it's 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 a really great move. I, I like it. I implore it. Um, more people should do it. Uh, great companies like Bitwage have been around for years and years and years and years. Uh, done really well. They are um, they enable any employer to uh, basically pay their staff in Bitcoin. Um, in fact, I don't even think you need the employer's permission. What you can do is uh sign up to there if i'm correct sorry uh, this is non-sponsored or anything but i just like the idea you, you sign up and you get a bank account and you give your employer that bank account and then you can decide how much bitcoin arrives and stuff like that uh but that's pretty cool as well but yeah you know uh, blockfi well done you know they're a lending platform I, I really love that whole lending thing i don't like that it's centralized that's why uh you know i like the more decentralized lending stuff um, that we're doing at the standard, but it's uh, it's really cool uh, to see uh, to see companies actually getting these big names on board, and uh, I, I kind of feel like it's sort of 2015 sort of news to say, hey, we've got some big name accepting Bitcoin, but sometimes we have to you know do a retrospect uh, in this industry. Sometimes we need to go way back. I saw an article the other day about some like barber shop that's now accepting bitcoin and i was like uh 2013 called and what their headline back uh, it was so kind of funny we'll do the number one basketball player this week we'll do the barber shop next week dan eve your thoughts well i, th I think it's i think it's great that you know more big names are, are getting into the the space you know I, i'm not really a, an nba uh, a connoisseur so I, I the first time i've heard of this this dude was uh was today actually um but it's good it's you know someone who's being paid in bitcoin it, uh, you know it 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 quashes one of those myths, right? That you you can't live off of Bitcoin because you know there's all the, all sorts of myths that are still around, which is like it's illiquid. You can't you can't sell your Bitcoin. You know, I, I, even someone the other day that, that I got back into in or at least tried to get into in 2013 was like, well, you know, the problem is it's illiquid, and I'm like, no, 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 a house is illiquid. Like, a, a, you know, a house is something that's a pain in the ass to sell. Bitcoin is easy to sell. It's easy to buy. It's easy to sell. It's easy to, to be paid in it. Um, it would be great to see more services accepting Bitcoin. And obviously, you know, there's always the rumors here and there of, of big services that are, that are accepting it. Others ducking out like uh, Tesla until they reach that 51% attack on renewables, uh, as it were. 
Um, but even people like, you know, Buster Rhymes is piping up again, which is cool. I know that he was like in, in, in what was it, the block, blockchain week in New York in 2018. I, I was there. I didn't go to the crypto house. I wish I did. It was pretty much a, a better scene, apparently, than the actual, uh, the, the main headline event itself. But Buster Rhymes was was there and he's like, you know, even he was saying he wants to get paid in Bitcoin today on, on Twitter, which is pretty cool. The only downside is that uh, that if you're getting paid in Bitcoin, um, you've got to like because hardly anyone accepts Bitcoin. You've got to sell the Bitcoin, which is really hard. Like you know, anyone who's held Bitcoin knows how hard it is to sell the damn thing, especially if you know about you've known about it for a long time. Like people who are in and out quick, they're kind of they're not as attached. You know, they can easily buy the Bitcoin and just sell it. Whereas me, you know, it does become a scenario of my precious, and you know, it just feels you have that gut wrenching feel about you know that you're selling it for you know, uh, for X amount and in five years time, it's going to be a silly amount that's going to make you weep. Um, so that's the downside to being in paid in Bitcoin. Um, I think that the only thing is about the yeah, setting himself up for a slight failure, I think, by saying that he's going to be doing Bitcoin giveaways because now he be followed like by all the like scam zombies, like doing the Vitalik and Elon Musk things like, hey, I'm okay. I'm Bitcoin giveaway, you know, just send me your Bitcoin here and I'll send you 10 times as much back. <sighs> but sorry, yeah, I think it's ultimately a very good thing. I think the more the more worldwide um, uh, Bitcoin becomes via kind of influences, you know, those are the main pushes nowadays from, from a marketing perspective, you know, TV and stuff's old school. It's influences now. It's people that are big who have a, a voice that, um, that are the ones that, that get heard and get listened to. And so I think it's great the more we have from the ordinary world right through into Bitcoin, especially saying they want to get paid in it as well. All right, let's go to Stefan Kinsella. Dan, check your internet connection. Might be going up and down there. Uh, Stefan, your thoughts on the NBA? Uh, yeah, not being the world's biggest uh, basketball fan, although I did go to college with Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, ran into him once or twice. Uh, <laughs> standing at waist level. Um uh, the, the headline is a little bit clickbaity because it says his sign-on bonus is in uh, Bitcoin, implying that his salary from from the team he's going to. But I think it's it's some kind of bonus from BlockFi. Uh, uh, I don't blame the guy. I mean, a lot of these guys that are wealthy or going to become wealthy have an interest in in uh, looking at where they're going to put their money. And he seemed to have some pretty intelligent comments about the dangers of inflation for the average person and banking services and money transfer services for the ordinary person and how crypto can solve this. And I think this is just – I don't really know if Bitcoin needs advertisement to work. Um, it's, if it works, it's going to work on its own merits, just like liberty is what I also believe. Um, but um, I think this is how it gets adopted. It gets adopted by different different waves of people getting interested in it and hearing about it, right? And FOMO happening. So we're I think we're still below the peak of adoption, and uh, so you're going to have a, a, the, the MicroStrategy corporate treasury approach, and now you're going to start having wealthy wealthy celebrities start putting some of their money into it. So this is how it happens. People hear, and then people hear about it and they jump on board. So this is one reason to expect the price to be higher um, in the next year. All right, let's keep those thumbs up going. The audience looks like everyone shifted over to YouTube. We got about 18 on there, seven on Twitter. The one guy still hanging out on Twitch. Uh, let's build on what Dan said for the exit question. Uh, Josh, will this ability of the players to hold their money in Bitcoin change the culture 
of the NBA and sports in general. Will players stop spending their money on fancy cars, limousines, and big houses when they realize, like Dan said, that even especially with their ginormous salaries, if they just hold the money, if they just save a little bit longer, they could have so much more. Josh Chagala. Is it enormous or gigantic? I don't know. It's ginormous. But uh, we, it's, such a, it's such a weird thing when you start to get into Bitcoin because you, you, this, is what, this is what happens. And this is why I've always said it's kind of a green thing. Uh, you know, the greenies should embrace Bitcoin because you tend to not want to spend stuff on crap anymore. <laughs> you, you want to be a, a less of a consumer. And, uh, and because it's got to be really a thing that you really, really want um, and that you know that you want it, even if you've had it for a year, you'll be like, yeah, I still love this thing because every time you look at it, it's going to be more expensive. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, it might change the culture. I don't know. Maybe none of, no more of this and more of, I don't know, uh, I don't know, thumbing your phone. I don't know what the, <laughs> we need. A, we need a signal for, a, for Bitcoin. But yeah, could, could definitely change the culture. I hope so. I hope it changes the culture in, in the, the whole, uh, you know, uh, rap music, hip hop music, stuff like that, videos, all this sort of uh, disgusting sort of obsession with baubles and, uh, and, and stuff like that. You know, get real, folks, get real change well, the world they were, they were always fronting before about how much they had and what they're doing but like josh says now maybe they'll be fronting about their savings they'll be fronting about their accounts and how well secured their cold storage is and how they're high but yeah there isn't a symbol for like money going back into your wallet or like taking yeah. money back not making yeah. it rain like, In. not yeah. saving like going home for lunch like not getting starbucks like <laughs> negative negative rain yeah but, taking the doggy bag you know <laughs> yeah taking the doggy bag eating leftovers and eve uh like a boss will the nba players adopt uh, frugality with their new bitcoin maybe maybe like uh you know as as it spreads to the the rest of the the ultra rich and the celebrities instead of like mtv cribs we'll have mtv ledger where uh, they, they just show a balance on their ledger and they're like, whoa, like walk around the ledger and, and that's it. They walk around the house and they're like, oh my God, you've got no swimming pool. And they're like, yeah, because I've got Bitcoin instead. Whoa. And then they walk around to another area and they're like, oh, there's no gold plated like sofa or something like, oh no, because it's in here. Whoa. You know, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it will change everyone's time preference, right? I think Josh has kind of hit the point where it's, it's a throwaway world, right? You know, like, well, my parents like had a t their TV they had like for 50 years and uh you know and, and it took ages to get a new one whereas you know me i go through them like nobody's business because you know you just like gotta upgrade and you gotta try things out but it just you know your time preference changes because you don't want to spend the money like why you know why 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 would i spend it when when i can get an even better like if you think about it, i can get 500 tvs if i just hold on for another three years you know and have a giant wall of tvs if i just don't spend this amount now so i think it's kind of good for teaching people about time preference and and also you know i i, I until i was yeah even though i worked in a finance company i didn't really realize the importance of like compound interest and, and saving it and stuff uh, until bitcoin came along after like eight years of working in the finance company and then i was like oh now i get it like now my time preference is starting to change so i think we could be into a you know it could have a much wider 
greener effect um, on on the environment other than uh, other than you know uh, uh, well say other than to counter some of the re non-renewables that are being used hmm. i did read a story once about an nfl player who was living in a trailer but i don't think it was so much about bitcoin or saving money i think he just wanted to focus on the football he didn't want any distractions he lived near the stadium he lived in a you know relatively nice i'm sure but a you know a camping trailer uh, Stefan, consult your thoughts. Will it change the NBA? Will the players go from bragging about their big money to bragging about their big wallets? Well, I mean, in, ser uh, in seriousness, uh, in due course, yes. I mean, right now, when interest rates are, what, 0.01% or something, there's not much of a compounding effect, so people don't look at it. I mean, the natural state of humanity is to have a certain natural rate of time preference, and that can get lowered over time, which is a good thing. Uh, with increased capital savings and property rights and accumulation of wealth. Um, but the, the existence of fiat money and its debasement, especially since, what, 71, um, has led to this culture. I mean, it's, it's affected how people view things. It's affected society in many, many ways. There's actually a classic great, great article uh, by the Austrian school scholar uh, Paul Cantor called um, Hyperinflation and Hyperreality, Thomas Mann in Light of Austrian Economics. And he discusses the sort of the insidious effects of monetary inflation on the culture, character of society, including getting mortgages and you know leveraging yourself with debt and on spending and disposing. So yes, I think that as we are able to save in a convenient um, store value that goes up in value over time, that will that will over time affect people's. Of preferences and their even their character, and it, yeah, we can expect that to affect celebrities and and these guys that have newly found wealth uh, from sports or other activities. Um, but I don't think there'll be anything special. They'll just be part of the general economy, the general society improving as money becomes sound once again. All just proving that that music video thrift store thrift shop uh, was far ahead of its time. All the tags that he's busting. Uh, Extra bonus question. Uh, let's talk basketball. I know you guys are totally prepared for this. Uh, Josh Shigala, who's your favorite basketball player? Oh, it's got to be Jordan. I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an 80s kid, you know, Jordan all the way. Dan, Eve, you sticking with Jordan or do we have another player? Uh, Daffy Duck in Space Jam, like the old Space Jam. No, it's got to be Jordan. It's got to be Jordan. <laughs> The old Space Jam, much better than the new Space Jam. Stefan Kinsella, do you have a favorite player? Or are you going with Jordan? Gotta love Jordan. I just saw him, but but my, my family has uh, just watched the, all the documentary about him. And uh, But, you know, LeBron James is just something else to me. Something about the guy uh, always gets me. So I'll go with LeBron. I also love that documentary. It was fantastic. Although the new Space Jam, not nearly as good as the old Space Jam, I think I got to join the panel and going with Jordan. I was going to talk a little about Luka Doncic and how the Kings should have drafted him and now the Mavericks have him and what a great story that was. And also I was going to recommend uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called uh, Malice at the Palace. Really makes you rethink that incredible fight in 2004 where the fans in Detroit were throwing stuff at the players from the Pacers and some of the players went into the stands. Uh, incredible documentary they're doing a lot of these these days i think something about it's been 10 15 years it's it's blown everyone by they're like they're they're ready to talk about it now uh so check that out not a lot of not a lot of basketball talk on this show but sometimes sometimes we fit some in 
Uh, so quick checkup on the audience. Good time to give us a thumbs up or a retweet. Looks like the entire Twitter audience, except one person, has moved over to YouTube. We're up to 32 on YouTube. It's probably slamming in that chat. So go ahead and comment in that chat. Still the one guy on Twitch. Shout out to Twitch. Yeah. Check out shop.worldcryptonetwork.com where you can get still a couple of products. We've got to go back in and turn the old products back on, but we've got the World Crypto Network mug, Bitcoin Not Bombs t-shirt, and the Hal Finney shirt and mug, all at no profit pricing. No profit right now on the World Crypto Network shop. You can get a sweet deal. No profit. Moving on, issue three, U.S. mortgage giant to accept Bitcoin this year and uh, considering other cryptocurrencies, you know, why not? The second largest mortgage lender, United Wholesale Mortgage, starts to accept Bitcoin payments next year, starting with Bitcoin. They say that hopefully this year we can execute on that before anyone in the country. They're starting with Bitcoin, but looking at Ethereum and others. There's still no guarantees that this actually happens, but it could be a major move for the company that originated almost 560,000 loans in 2020 worth an astonishing $183 billion. The firm is the second biggest mortgage lender in the United States. Dan Eve, will you soon be paying your mortgage in cryptocurrency? Well, hopefully uh, I will because they'll do, you know, one of the services in the UK will will, will uh, accept Bitcoin. But unfortunately, with the way like I think Barclays, Santander and some of the others have gone, it's pretty much the opposite. I think even Tesco the other day like uh, uh, gave a note out saying about cryptocurrencies being a scam. So they're going to stop all payments to cryptocurrencies or something. Uh, so I don't think we're kind of going that way yet. But um, at the end of the day, it's it, it's it's you know it's a natural progression right like and i think that the more services that come on uh, the more mainstream services that actually start accepting bitcoin then eventually banks and mortgage companies and co will actually have to start accepting it they'll be left out otherwise um and they're already being left behind anyway the and i think um you know, maybe they're just a bit, uh, banks are a bit uh, sad that they're losing out on interna international remittances and the absolute killing they make, uh, making, you know, absolute, uh, you know, huge stacks of money off of people sending small amounts abroad and, you know, and a lot of that money being a commission. It's just a savage, right? You you know, the, the fact that the smaller amounts and the, the, the fact that people are sending money home, that's something that's been hit so hard. Um, uh, sorry, that is to hit so hard when, when really uh, something like Bitcoin and especially like um as the, the rollout in El Salvador's even proved that that um it can be done so very quickly and easily in fact I think I did see a, a Jack Mauler video today that he sent I think he said like ten dollars via his bank actually I was pretty impressed with this uh, and then it was like instantly converted to lightning uh to someone um uh, and so I think it was in Nigeria actually or, or in Ghana um so that was uh, absolutely you know awesome uh, uh, the more services we can see like that and I think the more banks and that they actually you know, dip their toes in the water, the more success they'll have in the long run, because, you know, that's what Bitcoin was built for, making sure that we don't have a reliance on the banking system. So it's a case of, uh, I think now it's a case of, what's the word? Uh, if you can't fight them, join them. And you can't fight Bitcoin because it's a multi-headed ninja snake that you just can't turn off until the last miner is switched off. So just give in, banks, and let us pay for stuff in Bitcoin, mortgages, and shit. 
Stefan Kinsella, they're offering you a chance to pay your mortgage in Bitcoin. They'll have my Bitcoins when they pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool that they're doing this. My, my guess is there's two, two main reasons um, you know, to set themselves apart from the competition. Hey, we accept crypto. Um, so there's something different about us. And also, it could be I – w- I wonder if some of these companies um, – uh, some of the guys have trouble talking the board into doing the corporate corporate treasury strategy. So this is sort of a backdoor way of doing it. Well, we'll just accept some payments in Bitcoin, and then they just won't necessarily convert them all. So maybe that way they'll accumulate Bitcoins. Um, but you wonder how long it'll last, too, because who, who was like the first company? Was it like Overstock? Remember, announced for a while it was going to accept payments in Bitcoin and even Tesla. And I think they backtracked on that after after some time. But maybe we're at a new level, and that's here to stay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think they're hoping to capitalize also on some people with newfound Bitcoin wealth who don't have anything else to do with it and that are not necessarily diehard hodlers. So hey, why not take some of their, their Bitcoins from them by letting them pay it, pay for their home with it, maybe get a house bigger than they should be affording, and they have to spend their Bitcoins on it. So I think it's a, cor- it's a Bitcoin accumulation strategy by the, the, by this company, uh, but no, I won't be parting with mine. Uh, I don't spend my spend my Bitcoin. I do think they'll have similar problems to Tesla and Overstock, as you mentioned, because once they get the Bitcoin, what can they do with it? If they can't buy new home mortgages with Bitcoin, they've reached a dead end, right? They're going to have to convert it. They're going to have to pay a fee. They might have to have an extra tax or some kind of thing. Uh, so I think it, it all comes back to that thing where. Not everyone can accept Bitcoin because they can't buy things to sell with it. Like Overstock couldn't pay their merchants to get more stuff to sell more widgets. The merchants wouldn't accept it until everyone wants it. Uh, Bitcoin adoption is a really difficult proposition because of this chicken and egg back and forth. But at some point, there'll be a wave where everyone wants it, everyone has it, and it's really easy for them to switch into it. Until then, I think they're going to have that one-sided market project problem. And like Stefan was saying, unless they're just planning to save the Bitcoin, unless it's a, a secret investment strategy, I don't know what they're going to do with it once they get it. Josh Shigala, your thoughts on Bitcoin and mortgages? You are muted. If they were really smart about it, they would... um allow people to over collateralize their loans. I mean, this is, this is the way we're going. People are sick and tired of it. Um, they, they want hard assets and soft assets. They want to accumulate, they want to save. This is the culture that Bitcoin is coming from. If they don't understand the culture, then they should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I really, <laughs> really, uh, people, people, uh, this is, this is what DeFi is all about. This is what Bitcoin is all about. Collateralizing um and then borrowing from that so actually you have more value and uh and you get something a little less um that you can afford that your your value can afford and you don't sell that value you use it as collateral um and then if that collateral falls below you know then it gets liquidated that's when uh, you know the loans get liquidated and 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 you know they can profit from that uh, as the as the people giving those loans. But really, this is the way forward. I really hope that the industry heads more and more towards that uh, that model. And this is the true model to break uh, the entire 
poverty cycle that, geez, I, I'd have to say like 80% of Americans, I, I learned the other day, 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I mean, this is a, this is such a crazy, crazy number. And it's so, uh, and, and seeing things like what we're building at the standard or what BlockFi do or anything, uh, or what MakerDAO does by allowing people to save but still have liquidity. Because the problem is if you live paycheck to paycheck, you just don't have the ability to save. But what's wonderful in Bitcoin, if you can put it away, borrow from yourself to have liquidity and, uh, and then live, that, that first of all breaks that whole cycle of, of living paycheck to paycheck. So, um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, this technology will help people uh, bust out of that uh, you know, mortgages are one of the main ways that governments print money. Um, it's one of the main ways that they get more money out there. It's, it's what drives inflation. So you drop interest rates in, in, uh, in Europe here. We have negative interest rates. Like it's so cheap to buy houses right now and loans. Uh, saying that, saying all of this, <laughs> what you do want to get is debt in, a, in an inflationary environment. Um, this is how you secure your wealth. Uh, this is how the wealthy get wealthier in a hyperinflation or, or a large inflation or even any inflation actually, is that you take fixed interest rates um, to buy real assets um, with debt in, a, in, a, in, a, in an asset that's, that's depreciating in value or losing value. And, uh, and then like, let's say you buy a house for 500,000 and then in 10 years time, uh, you know, a carton of milk costs the same amount. You've effectively paid off your house with a carton of milk. So uh, this is what happens. This is how the smart people have their savings. Uh, so it might be a, a good thing. Just don't spend the hard savings, like the hard assets like Bitcoin to buy a house. Uh, it's probably better to over collateralize the loan and get something nice. Not financial advice. I agree with Josh. There's not a lot of advantages to this. When you really look at it, it's not like you get to take the Bitcoin pre-tax and like slip it under the table to these guys. They're definitely going to pay the tax on it. It's not like you get to put the Bitcoin there and say, okay, hold on to this Bitcoin. And someday when the house is worth a Bitcoin, then you can have it, right? That's a good deal. Like Josh saying, the collateral thing, the loany thing, all that. It mainly seems like they just get press. They get press as being the mortgage people that accept Bitcoin and everyone's like, oh, that, that's great. Well, what about Lightning Network? And uh, and then we, we just move on. Uh, so yeah, there's not a lot that even the second largest, largest mortgage lender in the United States can do. Like we really, we're difficult to impress these days. So I guess exit question, banks are into Bitcoin. Basketball players are into Bitcoin. Mortgage companies are into Bitcoin. Is there anybody you can think of that's not into Bitcoin yet who still needs to get into it? Dan Eve. Local stores, surely like there's got to be a chain that starts up like a petrol station or something like that. Something that's, you, you know, ubiquitous. Uh, there's there's kind of, you know, certain there's certain chains that have, you know, some uh, Bitcoin ATM in there, but actually accepting Bitcoin via Lightning so that everyone gets familiar with paying with the QR code. You know, I went to, you know, I've been to South Korea a few times and 
and you know the QR codes were a really familiar thing They're, they've had them for years um, and, and people are very used to it and maybe people are just scared with QR, paying with stuff with QR cards QR codes now but I, I, it would be great to see a local store like you know co-op in the UK or, or even a you know a petrol station I think would be would be a cool thing to see accepting Bitcoin you know the big imagine that every time you go and fill up you, you see a big Bitcoin sign on the door that's what I'd like to see I would like to see a gas station. A long time ago, I thought gas stations would accept Bitcoin, but it hasn't happened yet. And like Dan saying, something bigger, go national like BP or a large company. Uh, Stefan Kinsella, who should take Bitcoin next that hasn't? I mean, I think it's going to be inevitable. Uh, I was going to say the Taliban, but they probably already do. Uh, maybe Peter Schiff's to take Bitcoin in exchange for gold. Let's we'll see if he would make that deal. Uh, no, I, I look. I, I believe we're in a, the adoption a phase. Private Sorry. business. I think he's got that private business where he takes uh, Bitcoin for gold. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's one. He's one of those classic guys where he's like, "Yeah, my business takes it, but I think it's horrible." Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, like. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I still think we're in the look. It's not 2013 anymore, so I don't think the way that Bitcoin is going to become accepted and adopted is by merchants accepting it. I think that will follow naturally as more and more people uh, are holders of it. So I think the store value function will will continue for another good five or ten years, and then during that time, more and more people will accept it, and more and more people will be willing to part with it as we get closer and closer to uh, the plateau rate. Josh Shigala. Who's taking Bitcoin next? Uh, it, it'll be, uh, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be some horrible thing that gets on the news and uh, tries to, you know, fud it, fud the price down just before some major banker wants to buy a bag load of, of the stuff. <laughs> it was always an inside job, folks. Could be something worse than foreign terrorists. It could be terrorists inside the system. Uh, thanks to everybody for giving us a thumbs up. Looks like we've got 40 people watching on YouTube now. So let us know in the chat who you think is going to take Bitcoin next. Maybe there's somebody we didn't mention yet. Uh, we still got three people hanging on on Twitter, although they come in and out. They're very busy there on Twitter. Uh, the one guy's sticking with us on Twitch. So even if you're watching later on, it's okay to give us a thumbs up uh, down below on YouTube. That's always good. So let's move on to issue four. Issue four. Coinbase will buy $500 million in crypto and invest 10% of all future profits in digital assets. CEO Brian Armstrong expects the percentage of profits spent on cryptos to grow over time. I suppose we should just start with the most important question. Why haven't they been doing this already? Stefan Kinsella, what do you think about Coinbase and their plans to buy uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, I suppose, with 10% of their future profits. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Um, uh, I think the article said they had been accumulating cash, a few billion uh, for some kind of purchase or some kind of uh, contingency plans, but I guess they decided to go ahead and put some of it into Bitcoin. So they're getting into the corporate treasure of uh, the treasury strategy too. Um, but I think it's also good advertising, good PR. And also, you know, their business depends upon there being a healthy crypto ecosystem. So they're already betting that crypto and Bitcoin will go up in value over time. So you might as well take advantage of that, that 
you know, that that bet and double down on the bet. So I think it's a good idea. I think 10% is good. I think that the article mentions that they could increase that percentage over time. Um, so I think this is all part of the uh, wave of adoption. Even insiders are going to start adopting it more. Everybody I know is trying to get their hands on some Bitcoin and Coinbase is stacking cash. Joshua Shigala. It's uh, yeah, like um, there's, you know, companies like BitPay, for instance, have always been long crypto. They've always held uh, bags of it. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 surprising. I guess um, one of the things that Coinbase had to deal with was all the regulation and the regulatory oversight that they have to deal with to uh, get floated on the stock exchange. I don't know if that had something to play with. Uh, that had something to do with them not. Uh, holding too much crypto on the on the on the balance sheets, so um, you know having a responsible fiduciary duty might have been part of that. Uh, but uh, you know, in hindsight, it would have been uh, very very profitable. Hold a lot more. I'm pretty sure when the price goes up, you can see the dollar signs and their legs lift off the ground for those guys from Blockstream. I think they're holding a lot. Dan, Eve, your thoughts on Coinbase? suddenly starting to hold crypto it's kind of strange that they haven't uh been you know holding all along right they said they've, they've been taking uh, not just bitcoin for it for a while which they they probably should have been stacking right uh not just kind of converting it into fear but they've taken uh, a load of other shit coins for a long time so you'd think that with the fees they would have been slowly racking up little portfolios um, interesting that they're going to use, you know, 10% of the, 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 you know, 10% of profits to, to buy. So, um, I wonder whether they'll market buy off their platform. They, they did say that they, when they, when they sell, they won't dump on their, their, their own, you know, their own customers, which would be really nice of them. The, I think they said they do it via OTC, et cetera, like deals. Um, but you know, that there's, uh, I don't know, like the, 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 there's, there's, it, it's gonna. I don't know. I think it, it's a it's a good thing that obviously they're holding more Bitcoin, but it's just a really confusing thing that they you know they built up such a huge cash position when you know you'd be bullish on your own model, right? Which is which is like Bitcoin. Um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe 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 Brian was was actually quite doubtful of Bitcoin all along. That it was you know he was running some giant gimmick platform, and he was like, no, I'll, you know I'll stack this fear just in case it doesn't map out. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a good thing that well, it's definitely a good thing that they're going to be holding on to a bit more Bitcoin. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if they publish like what their holdings of of shit coins and stuff is uh, eventually. You know, for transparency purposes by the way uh, yeah on the uh, on the article it links to bitcointreasuries.net to show the chart of holdings and i found it interesting that the the number one holder is microstrategy but i don't know if you noticed they they call it macrostrategy now i don't know if that's a, a stupid typo or <laughs> some kind of inside joke like it's a macro strategy but uh it's hard to believe that they actually got the number one holder on their very chart uh, the typo there. Okay. Not everyone's good at spelling, but if you're not good at spelling, hire someone who is. Uh, maybe it's a sign. You're right. That's it, or it's some, some, some sort of, uh, you know, in joke about the fact that it's part of the macro vision, right? It's yeah, a micro yeah. vision, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well spotted. 
Yeah, it's, it's probably a bad joke. But uh, what I like about this story is we get to go back and say once again that Coinbase is stealing another company's strategy. But this time, they're stealing all of the Bitcoiners strategy. All of the Bitcoiners were like, hodl, hodl your coins. Don't keep them in Coinbase. I don't know if they're doing that part of it. I like the way that Dan said they're not going to buy and sell them on Coinbase because, you know, that's a ripoff. Uh, so it's a just really interesting story. They could have had a gigantic Bitcoin treasury by now. I don't know why they don't. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but moving on to the exit question, what company could be anything, could be pizza delivery. What company will Coinbase go after next and steal their strategy? Uh, let's see. Dan Eve, what strategy will Coinbase steal next? Hmm. Um, that's a very good question, right? I think I think they're they're um, maybe maybe they'll do a they'll they'll do a Tesla and they'll be like, oh, actually, you know, uh, like Brian Green, he's going to grow his hair. He'll end up like next time you see him, he'll have loads of long flowing hair in kind of dreads, and he'll be like, oh, I've turned away from Bitcoin because uh, because of the fact that it's not so green. And then everyone will like he would have sold all his Bitcoin in the background, and Coinbase would have sold all this Bitcoin, and they would have done they would have uh, you know dumped before it happened, and then bought it back up, and then he suddenly shaves his head and he's like, no, screw it, I'm back into Bitcoin again. So maybe I don't know. I'm going for Tesla in some sort of weird, crazy, anti-fantasy. See, I think they'll go after Jamba Juice. I think they've always wanted to be into blenders, and they've wanted to have different ingredients and fruits. It's also a very non-political business. You know, Coinbase doesn't like you to discuss politics at work, uh, so they're going to want to avoid, uh, you know, monetary policy or government work or pretty much anything in this world that has something to do with politics. So. They just want to keep it simple, have those fresh juices, strawberries, bananas. They could name a smoothie after Brian Armstrong. Uh, Joshua Shigala, what business will Coinbase go into next? Naturally, they'll go after Voltoro, uh, where you can trade gold and Bitcoin uh, and silver and, um, and some other crap uh, coins back to gold. But uh, yeah, Bitcoin and gold, it's an amazing thing because gold can be fully insured and audited. Why do you want to bank? Why do you want to go between Bitcoin and fiat? Why do you want to hedge the volatility in fiat? Like, ooh, sell, sell the high so you can buy the dip. Why would you want to do that in fiat and trust a bank that's only insured to 100K or 200K, I think in America, 250, what is it? Anyway, it's probably not even insured, but uh, you know the, the insurance companies just couldn't even handle if there was a major like it, it would drive a massive inflationary wedge if if they did have to pull that insurance card out. But um, uh, you know why uh, gold? It's a block of metal sitting in a vault. You can count it. You can insure it, uh, and you can insure it all the way up to the how, however much you want because it's just a block of metal. And it's the second most liquid market in the world under the effects market. Don't, don't, don't trade in and out of this nonsense fiat crap. Uh, if, you, if you're serious about selling some crypto because you think it's too high, get it into gold. That's why I started Voltoro. And that's why I like it. And that's why Coinbase will take it. Spoiler alert, after Coinbase steals Josh's company's strategy, which will they will call themselves the first ever to do it, uh, they will begin shocking. I know this is shocking, everyone. 
they will begin holding gold. Yes, holding gold as a percentage of their profits, it's something that Brian Armstrong has just invented right now. Stefan Kinsilla, uh, they're going into Jamba Juice. They're going to make Tesla cars, mm -hmm. and they're going to take over Josh's business. What else can Coinbase do? They certainly can't be original. Well, I was going to say, as long as they don't steal their customers' money, who who cares uh, what business idea they steal? But on the other hand, we don't want them to steal the business that's model. The ultimate, like that's the ultimate spoiler alert. Coinbase <laughs> goes into the criminal yeah. business and takes yeah. everyone's money. <laughs> yeah, we lost it. We don't know. Uh, no, uh, you boating don't want them to. Horrible boating accident disaster. Yeah. Yeah, Mount Gox number two. Uh, you don't want them to steal the uh, steal the business model of IBM and InChain by just acquiring patents and becoming a patent troll. So let's hope they don't steal that business model. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll 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 uh, compete with uh, or, or they'll pull a Richard Branson, a SpaceX, and, and uh, you know get a rocket in outer space and say uh, Bitcoin to the moon. I love the rocket to the moon. I've also heard Coinbase is looking at music videos. And they might be making beta max tapes. They say they have higher quality than the VHS. So beta max. That Looks sounds like bad. BSV story. <laughs> Sorry. It could be B. It could be big, man. It could be very big. Check out WCN clips. Subscribe on YouTube. WCN clips. We've got clips from this show and other shows. You can share them. You can check them out at WCN clips on YouTube and just Google that right there. Yeah, big uh, shout out to the WCN Clips guy. He's been hard, working hard, chopping all of these episodes up and uh, and they're well worth it. Go on there, support this, this kid. He's working, he's slaving away every week to make these things. Go in there, give it a like and uh, hit subscribe. He'll, he'll really, uh, it'll make his day. Look Let, at all. Let's see if we can get the, Look yeah, at look all at the clips. Leave a comment. Give a thumbs up. Yeah, Help uh, out 61 subscribers. Channels. Let, let, let's get let's get that up to 100 by up next week. 100. You can do it, folks. You can do it. Everybody, can do right it. now. Everybody that gave us a thumbs up, go yeah. subscribe to WCN Clips. It's like part of the same action. You're like, I gave the thumbs up. <laughs> now I'm pushing subscribe. They got me doing all kinds of things this week. So, well, we are running out of time. Uh, we're going to go to predictions or story of the week. Uh, Josh Shigala, go ahead with a prediction or a story of the week. Uh, prediction basically is that um, the world's gone fucking insane, and um, and uh, you know it, people need to just wake up that there's global tyranny rising, and uh, in terms of this crazy medical tyranny everywhere, rise up, folks! Say no! Say no to mandates! Say no to mandates! Stop it! Stop it. Call your freedoms back. Brought to you by the Joshua Skagala Foundation for polio, smallpox, and other diseases that we never would have wiped out if we didn't have vaccine. Yeah, yeah. And brought to you by the person that wants his own choice to do something. You know? Fucking bullshit. The right to get sick and die. Being yeah, the right to strongly. get sick and die. Yeah, oh. By a flu. Yeah. Flautist. It's a flautist. Uh, Dan, Eve, do you have a prediction or a story of the week? Hopefully not political. 
Well, a, a quick, quick a correction. So a bit of research, and, and it turns out that macro strategy is a subsidiary of micro strategy, and, and macro strategy is actually the entity that's holding most of the Bitcoin. Uh, okay, mystery solved. Sort of like Alphabet and Google, I guess. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So right. my uh, my prediction then is going to be, uh, by the way, I did, uh, obviously, the, the, the thing, uh, uh, the, the whole Afghanistan thing was was very, very terrible, but isn't it quite cute, all the pictures of, like, the guys, like, having ice cream like they're like wow this is ice cream having just been like brought up you know to, to 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 war and stuff and they're like wow there's nice things like ice cream um I, i'm going to predict that I, unfortunately i'm going to go a slightly negative thing and i think that there, pro- there probably is going to be some form of like there'll be like the taliban starts mining bitcoin or the taliban starts using bitcoin and then loads of people are going to be like um oh, bitcoin blah 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 so i think that there's going to be a negative story about the taliban and bitcoin i, I so and 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 it would be what would be good though is if they talibaned bitcoin uh, uh that would oh, uh, um, okay I'll, I'll get my coat i just hope there's not going to be a tally ban who would ban tally bring a towel or tally sticks but yes it sounds like the taliban are great people taking away all the women's rights but they're still fans of ice cream so we got that in common uh Stephen biden loves uh, ice cream he does he does prediction or story of the week go ahead um okay if i'm not behind the times already the uh this uh broker expansion the definition of broker that's being expanded in the u.s infrastructure bill which everyone's worried about the effects it will have on bitcoin um i think it probably will pass i think ted cruz my neighbor will be unable to stop it Um, but i think it will not hurt bitcoin that much and probably it will be overturned in the courts later. So that's my long-term prediction. And why not decentralize Bitcoin mining? Get it out of the United States too. No more China, no more United States. I don't know where you're going to mine, but it's not going to be here. Uh, but that's about it. Still a chance for everyone to give us a thumbs up down below. That really helps the YouTube algorithm recommend this video to other people. You could also push subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, go get a t-shirt. Check out WCN Clips channel. Uh, go see what Ben's doing at lnbits.com. They got it all going on over there. They got some kind of new channel. They're just highlighting all the great things they do. So check that out. Uh, anything else to say, Josh? Are we towards the end here. I think we're done. Uh, he's muted anyway. That's uh, just as well. He's been silenced. <laughs> he's been sensitive. silenced. I'm, it's Last a conspiracy. Minute. <laughs> hey no look uh join uh, check out the standard we're working uh really hard over there to uh, to create this thing so um uh check it out uh the the telegram channel is growing you know it's weird talking about telegram channels but uh we we've decided to stick to a telegram channel because it's like one nice little chat and once we grow big enough we'll go over to discord but right now it's telegram because we're still a pretty small community over there and Dan, Eve, uh, have them check out the Crypto Raptor, Adam Back's favorite rapper. Uh, you got any new raps coming out? Anything? Uh, tell people where to check out your raps. Oh, oh on YouTube, check, to look at Crypto Raptor. But I probably should do something like, a, I wonder if Buster Rhymes would be offended if I did a cover of one of his tunes. Um, but maybe, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I do need to start some writing again, especially after feeling so good uh, coming back from Mallorca blockchain days and having the opportunity to to rap there on the roof in the little, uh, you know, VIP little soiree. Man, was so I was there. It was so, as you would say in the dope, in the hip hop culture, dope. 
It was dope, yes. folks. It, it was hip to the hop. It was hip say. to the hop. It was. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah, we all got into it. You got to keep making those raps. Otherwise, you're not a rapper. Otherwise, you Indeed, used to yeah. be a rapper. And, otherwise, uh, I've, I've been rapped. You've been wrapped. Unwrapped. Unwrapped. And uh, Stefan, we didn't get a chance to mention it, but uh, what's going on at the Open Crypto Alliance? Where can people learn more about that and what you guys yeah. do? Yeah. Check us out at Open Crypto X on Twitter, uh, which stands at present for Open Crypto Alliance. We may have a name change coming, but we'll we'll be announcing that. But we may have some some interesting uh, anti-patent, anti-crypto patent news in just a couple of weeks. So stay tuned. As long Actually, as you uh, I wanted to to uh, Center for Disease Control (CDC). As long as you don't change your initials to a previous initials. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Um, yeah, no, I, I just wanted to ask more, uh, Stefan, what your view is on the uh, uh, the 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 latest regulations um, in the U.S. that everyone's been harping on about. Um, because this is something that you guys really focus focus on. You guys are kind of the front line for the industry in terms of uh, lobbying, I guess, uh, or keeping keeping the bastards honest. Um, uh, what can you give us your perspective on what's going on there? Which reg- which regulations are you speaking of? Uh, this was the the latest ones where Brian Armstrong said, "Oh, it's it's all right," but everyone's up in arms because it's saying that uh, proof of stake mining uh, has issues and uh, and gets taxed. Or yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure about the ins and outs because I'm not in the states, so I don't really follow it as strongly. But I, I I do know that there was a lot of noise about it. Well, we are our group is pretty narrowly focused on the patent threat itself, so we're not really focusing too much on the other regulatory issues. I think some I other groups are doing that, so I couldn't speak to that without without looking at it. But uh, uh, the patent threat's a big enough pat a threat by itself to to try to handle. In fact, yeah. Square Square is approaching it um, in a different way um, through COPA, the Crypto Open Patent Alliance, and we're working with them too on kind of complementary strategies. So we're focused on the on the patent threat. The other regulatory threat I know of again is the one I just mentioned in the infrastructure bill, which would expand expand the definition That's of the broker. One. That's yeah. the one. That's yeah. the one I was referring to earlier about the uh, uh, the provision snuck into the infrastructure bill. Yeah. Um, so th- like I said, that that is making the community nervous. It didn't seem to hurt the price too much. Yeah. Uh, and as uh, Thomas said, it could just de- further decentralize mining. And uh, so I don't really see it as being a huge problem, although it's stupid law. Yeah. Okay. And it's certainly a problem for Coinbase and Brian Armstrong, because they would be holding the crypto in the U.S. They would be proving of the stake inside the U.S. I don't know if Coinbase is mining yet. They could always get into mining. That's also someone else's business. Uh, still a chance. Still a chance, Brian, you could get into mining. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how it turns out. But thank you for your work, St- uh, Stefan, with the Open Crypto Alliance, uh, fighting against those patents, putting up defensive patents and such like that. Uh, thanks to everybody for watching. I think we're running out of time. So until next time, bye. bye. bye.